Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Floor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kenny Buller, and we talk about how to survive, how to thrive, and keep the good vibes alive in life and business. You're probably wondering why I'm holding a guitar today, because I never do that in any episode, and if you're just listening to this, yes, I'm holding a guitar, but it's because this one is very special. This episode is actually the very first official episode of the new Amplify series hosted by Susan Sharara herself. And you'll never believe who her first guest is. Drumroll. My mom. (laughs) Yes, truth be told, my mom, Pammy Buller, is the very first guest I've wanted to have my mother on the show ever since we started and to be honest with you it's it's not even just the fact that my mom's an entrepreneur and and someone who's a business owner but again it's also because she has an amazing story and she's someone who you know came here at the age of 17 years old super excited new to the country she anticipated that she wanted to become a doctor and go to med school and that was her dream of hers and then Sure enough, at that time when she got married and she met my dad and then kids came into the picture, my mom really put her dreams aside and and had to really put family first. And from that point on, upon my brother and I being in the picture, my mom always put us first and and always, without a doubt, whatever she did, she always made sure that our happiness was above anyone else's. And to this day... I, I compare the way her mindset is to anyone else's and I, I still am yet to, to find someone who who really can can not only work that hard 12 hours a day to this day, six days a week, but then come home and and it's like still being on and still being aware of absolutely everything that's going on and wanting to be involved. and. That's something that I'm, I'm really proud of my mom for doing and, and always ensuring that um, we, we were happy. And, and I'm super excited to bring her now on the Second Floor Podcast on the Amplify series and, and get everyone to hear her story, get everyone to learn that my mom's been in business for 18 years and has never stopped. She's never even contemplated quitting, no matter how uh, deep the struggle got at certain times or never even letting her ego get to her when it was at times the the, the most success she's ever um, fathomed all at once, right? And, and my mom always taught me to just keep be level-headed, right? In Punjabi, my mom had her favorite quote she would always say to me whenever she felt like my ego would come in the way and she would say in Punjabi and what that means is Kenny you know what level down a little bit right I mean at the end of the day as much as we talk about elevating in life and business sometimes you never want to let your head or, or your ego get in the way of how far you've come in life and that is a testament to who my mom really is is no matter what, be true to yourself, be true to others, and be honest all the way through. So without further ado, I know I could keep talking about this. Super excited for you to learn more about Laser Shear. Super excited for you to learn about my mom. She's built this beauty aesthetics cosmetic company at a time when initially when it was just laser hair removal, she was the first person in the city to, to do so. One of the first at a time when you wouldn't even think 
that laser hair removal can be monetized. From there, she opened up three locations. She set herself up in West Hamilton Mall and flourished and now offers a wide service offering of services catered to making yourself look good and feel good and everything from skin tightening, Botox, fillers, laser hair removal, any sort of treatment catered to that. Um, you know, as my mom's slogan goes, let's turn back the clock to the new you in a sense. And it's just something that I'm super proud of her because it makes me believe that if you have an idea and you're passionate about it and you execute it, never give up. Without further ado, let's dive in. So welcome everybody. Welcome to the Second Floor Podcast. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm the new host, Susan Sharara. And with me, I've got Pammy Buller, who is the founder of Laser Shear. And also, she's got another special title. She is mother of the one and only Kenny Buller. So thank you so much for joining us, Pammy. It's a my pleasure to be on a second floor. Oh, and it's a pleasure to have you as well. So I know that Kenny um, Kenny came to me and he was really excited. He's been asking you for some time now. So he we were is, joking he that is, he is. he's asked you multiple times and you kind of just waited for the right time to say yes. But he reached out to me and said, like, you absolutely have to interview my mom. Oh, oh that's, and that's so nice of him. I know. And then I said, and I said, okay, so why? And when he talked, and I and we I shared this a little bit with you when he talked about it, and he said, Susan. Um, she's the hardest working person that I know. And I don't think that there is a woman out there who inspires me more than my mom. Oh, that's so I know. sweet of him. I know. Yeah. And when yeah. he said that, and it's not, and honestly, Pammy, like it's not, you know, you don't hear that often. Like I, I know a lot, you know, everyone I know has mothers and I don't hear a lot of guys say like there isn't a woman out there who inspires me more than my mom. And he's shared sort of your entrepreneurial journey and mm -hmm. just, you know, your personal journey. And as he taught, like shared all of that with me, um, we probably had about a half hour conversation. Mm -hmm. And by the end of our conversation, like whatever his excitement level was, mine was double. I'm like, oh my God, Kenny, I'm <laughs> He's full of energy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he just, I was so excited to, you know, like he was excited and obviously mm -hmm. he knew why but a lot of times like I've had people in the past who'll come to me and say you should inter you know you should connect with this person and have a conversation mm -hmm. and they kind of tell me a little bit about the person and I'm like oh okay like but I'm not really that enthused mm -hmm. whereas when I connected with Kenny honestly like I just we ended that phone call and I thought to myself Okay, I'm super okay. excited to connect with Pammy because oh, thank you. Thank there's you. There's so many different, um, just different things we can talk about. So, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of share a little bit, you immigrated to Canada. So, being you know an immigrant, uh, starting your own business uh, back in 2002, the success that you've had. Um, with your business over the years and how you've grown it and then just sort of your own personal journey outside of the business so there's just so many different layers here but I'm going to turn it over to, like, to you and just you know what do you want to share about yourself like what do you want people to know uh first of all I'd like to say thank you being having me on a second uh second fl floor, pod floor cast, <laughs> a podcast <laughs> sorry um it's been a long journey yeah. um you know a lot of things have done before I started the business and stuff. Yeah. I came very young with my parents, immigrated yeah. from India. Yeah. Let's uh, start there because you immigrated at 17, right? Uh, 18. 18. I was at 18. Yeah. Uh, so my birthday was very close to theirs. Yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, it's always hard when you had come from another country yeah. uh, but to 
I'm the only one with the parents. I yeah. do have another sister. She was married, have her own, own family and everything. She sponsored us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's always a bit struggle when you come from another country, right? Mm. You are migrating from language difference, color, all that kind of stuff. Uh, lucky we've been sent to, you know, very good schools back yeah. there. Not have much problem with the language, right? But still, you know, you have a bit accent and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I came when I came from there. I was doing my pre med there, yeah. And uh, I wanted to continue into medicine, mm-hmm. right? So came here, started a school during the, you know, have a day job and night school and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I done a couple of years that. Then you know I got a job in a in co- uh, in a corporation kind of thing. It was a head office. I got into accounts payable job, and while I was doing that job, I got engaged. Okay. And by that time, but I was still doing my night school that time as well. And my goal was to get into university and I wanted to get into medicine. Okay. That's how old was it. Uh, but got married, right? Uh, and how married. old were you when you got I married? I was 22. Okay. I was 22 when I got married. Yeah. Um, then right after I got my first child, right? Um, within a year, right? And it, it's always hard, you know, you continue your education and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So getting back to uh, medicine was hard, you know. Uh, then I, okay, you know, after my first child, started like a little bit part-time job and all that kind of stuff. And then I wanted to, then I, yeah, then I have Kenny. Yeah. So then two children, right? So I would say, um, or yeah, then, you know, couldn't do anything while they're growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my husband had a couple of surgeries. He had an accident. And with oh. that, he ha- he went through some surgery. So it was kind of hard for us. And once kids start going to school, I start part-time job and then school again. Yeah. So I kind of work a little bit while they're in school. And I'm going to school as well and working part-time too. Yeah. Finish my business diploma because I, I wanted to do something at least. But back of my head was a game thing, wanting to some, some sort of that. Then suddenly this course came up from States. It was for laser and stuff like that. I went there, did that one. And back when it came back, my husband said, instead of working, why don't we open up a business? Okay. So that's where it started. It. That's okay. what journey of laser year being entrepreneur started in 2002. Okay. And that's when we start enter into uh, business. So I want to ask you a quick question. So before we go, we we start talking about laser share and just sort of your entrepreneurial journey, because mm-hmm. you did something, and especially at a time where it was very uncommon, like That's right. even having two children and going to school, mm-hmm. because in our communities, I'm Lebanese, you're Indian, and it's mm-hmm. like once women start having children, and especially more than one child, like, yep. you know, even working out or if, if they have desires to go to school more often than not, it gets put to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, you know, so having two children at home and continuing, like you were insistent that, okay, I'm not going to go and get my med degree, but I will, you know, I want to have a degree or diploma, some form of education. That's right. How, you know, for someone right now who's maybe listening and thinking like, okay, you know, they have that, you know, two children and they're mm-hmm. maybe thinking, you know, and their children are young and they're thinking they want to go back to school. Like how, you know, was it a challenge? How did you balance it? And how do you make it work? It was a challenge, yeah. definitely. You know, and when you I did it, it like a... no other women were, you did exactly. it at a time where women weren't, like in our communities, they weren't doing it. They weren't that. doing it. Whereas now it's more common, right? Exactly. So how did you actually, you know, make it so that you could do it? 
my first thing because I always you know when I had the first child if, yeah. if some other person wanted to continue they would have done okay you know what yeah. as I'll put them in a daycare I'll continue what I wanted to do yeah. you know all sort of things uh, I always have put the family priority very very my that was my number one priority okay. you know this is what I wanted to do it first and other things comes after uh like a back seat yeah. you know family took a first seat and other things took a back seat uh but at the same time um my dad always inspire us into education yeah. you know always like even in india like he wanted his daughters to have a high education everything like never be like you know no 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 school or anything like yeah. that uh so that always had in my mind that i need to go and if i wanted to do something i have to continue my education yeah. right um so you know it worked really well you know i had a supportive husband as well yeah. so he said okay we will manage right i'll work when you come home and you know so one of us so he's at working while working, you're at home and exactly. then when he comes home that gave you the ability to go to school exactly, and get the exactly okay. exactly so this is how we kind of uh, did together yeah. and when kids were in school you know from a morning to the after school yeah. i pick them up from school and then he goes to work he he works from afternoon shift and yeah. that's how we managed yeah. yeah and one thing and i am i've noticed a huge shift like like i said you know 10 years ago you know women were raising if they did have aspirations of going to school they went to school while the, you know you raised your children and then you know when they were at a self sufficient age then you kind of pursued those aspirations mm-hmm. i'm really happy to see that now like i have so many friends where it's like you know they're in their early, they maybe didn't pursue you know their academic studies in their 20s they're now in their early 30s their kids are like they're not you know they're still young but they they're making the decision and the commitment to go back to school mm-hmm. and so you kind of like you know started open that door and went down a path but now i'm starting to see that especially in the last five years it's become so common in our it communities it has it has right? and which is i think very good because yeah. i think uh before our generation or something like that and that yeah. time we seen or oh, if even you were done grade 12 you'll be yeah. able to get a good job yeah right you're still making good earnings yeah. and so, but now now it's not the same kind of thing yeah you have to have some sort of education some sort of degrees yeah. or diplomas or anything like that to survive yeah right yes. so <laughs> it is it is that's that's it has become like education has become number one yeah. thing now you know without education you can't even talk you can't even yeah. you know we're sitting together even with our kids we can't have that conversation mm-hmm. you know uh, that's what i find if you if your parents are not edu- as educated or something like that it's become harder to have a to communicate yeah. you know what i mean uh, you sitting down some people and you wanted to have a, yeah. a conversation with the young kids or anything to relate, relate. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't 100% you can't so there that's where i find education has a big big role yeah. you know i'm not saying like a you know you have to do your masters or anything but anything you yeah. can learn i think we can learn a lot from our kids yeah And it's an investment in you. So it is. I have a question for you. So in 2002 you start your entrepreneurial journey. Husband comes to you says, "Hey, what do you think about us opening, you know, um a uh, laser clinic?" Mm-hmm. Do you feel that having your education like 
gave you the confidence to move forward? Like, do you think, you know, did it make a difference having that education? Did it give you the confidence to say, you know what? Yes, let's move forward with this. Definitely, definitely. If I wouldn't be educated. Because I'm curious. I'm like, let's just say you hadn't pursued your education. Do you think you would have been as, you know, um, willing to go down this path? Or do you find that like, because I always say like, even if you never work with your, you know, there's a lot of people who get a degree and may never work with their degree. But it's an investment in you and it gives you the confidence to go out there and even if you want to become an entrepreneur post degree it gives you that confidence to move forward definitely definitely that is that is there you know I think that as I mentioned before like uh, you know education is something which give you confidence you're like from here it brings you up there you know if you don't have the confidence I think when you're entrepreneur or you're opening business or anything like that if you're not have that confidence or you're not educated yeah uh i don't think so you'll be able to succeed i don't know if i be some people may not agree with me yeah. about it but i think education is must now yeah. uh olden days again you know opening up a small shops and all that kind of stuff you're not dealing as much but now con- communication has become number one key mm-hmm you know, even even simple things, you know, yeah. if you are very quiet, um, very shy, you know, able to move forward. Yeah. You know, you won't, won't be able to make friends. You won't be able to um, express yourself. Yeah. Right. I think those days our times were like, oh, you're shy. That's OK. You yeah. know, even uh, community wise, if you talk too much, people will say, oh, she talks too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 So I think now <laughs> it's opposite. If yeah. we, if now talking, talking too much is, exactly, is a benefit. Is a benefit. Not a, yeah. So you'll be able to express yourself. Yeah. You can say something, right? You can put your word out. So yeah. I think, uh, as you mentioned, I think education, if I wouldn't have my education, yeah. I wouldn't have gone to Maybe school, you, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be this confident and or I wouldn't be able to express or I wouldn't be able to run my business the way I'm running now. Okay. Yeah. So in Tuso then, in 2002, husband comes to you, says, hey, You've taken this course uh, rather than going and working for someone else. Yeah. What do you think about opening up our own clinic? Mm-hmm. You kind of say, okay. And then so let's take me from there. You, you know, you you opened up the clinic and then just, you know, talk us through that journey. So it was a hard, it was a hard yeah. um, financially. Yeah. You know, you know, when you have to open up a business, you got to come all these kind of things. So how was it hard financially? Uh, financially means we didn't have anything into yeah. the bank or anything. You mm. have to go through the bank. So you took and, everything was like loans we, at every, that point. All the loans. Uh, I think you had mentioned you even remortgaged your exactly. home. Exactly. We yeah. did the second mortgage. Which is very risky. Yeah, so it is good, very yeah. risky. So we did our second mortgage on a home, yeah. right? So with that and everything, and uh, I think with the hard work, that's how we started it. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. But our first equipment was how high lease it was, yeah. you know. Because um, with laser like, equipment, like you're not is. opening up a business that's like 10 or 20. Like those machines are expensive, It was. Right? Like, and that time, uh, everything, like, you know, U.S., like all the machines yeah. are in the U.S., um, yeah, yeah. Uh, prices and the US dollar that time um, 2002 oh, used goodness. to be very very high so I I remember when we second mortgage our house um, we even second mortgage house down payments and everything wow. we still have the lease and the lease was quite high it was only started with one equipment that time wow. right and now we have I think seven to eight equipment sitting in the clinic and that time was kind of like really hard yeah. um, but um 
when we opened, uh, I think there was only Dr. Groot's clinic was there or Dr. Okay. Lyka's clinic was there. So two germs was there as a dermatology clinic. Okay. Uh, there was, uh, right before us, I think there was another clinic open. Um, I, I don't remember the name. They closed now. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't have a business anymore. They were there. And then privately and then we opened as a private okay okay so at that time i think it was very new and yeah you were benefit. amongst the early adopters exactly. very right? very early there was a i remember there was a period where laser was brand new and then exactly like, within five years it's like everyone was open you know was getting into laser but yeah. you were amongst the early adopters the first places to that's open. right yeah okay so as, as i mentioned like first the dr groot's clinic was yeah. there and dr Laika. okay and that time was in, i think in 1997 I, I don't i really don't remember when there was open but like they were before and we opened in 2002 okay uh i think that that uh, first one dermostatics okay the dermostatics was the one open before us okay. it was a private open as well and then ours were open so yeah. when you open so talk me through because you said the first you know because people all the, th the interesting thing about entrepreneurship is like you know people will talk to you now you've been in business since two since 2002 so 18 mm -hmm. years right yeah. and they'll see you know people see the, the success now and they don't realize like people think that you know they're going to go and open up a business and you open up the doors and all of a sudden you're successful from the start whereas you know it takes time um you talked about being it being hard you talked about it being challenging um aside from the financial challenges where yeah like you're opening up a business it's not like you've got you've saved up and open you're remortgaging your financing and everything um just share some of the challenges that you had early on whereas now you can look back and you're like okay but what aside from financial what were the challenges early on uh so financial was one yeah but then and obviously your family one. challenge yeah you know i did i do have kids yeah. that, and at, you at know, this point your boys are how old so when uh, you opened so, up in 2002, 2002 kenny and kb yeah so kb was 10 11 years old. Okay. Right. He born 91. So he was okay. 11 years old. And Kenny was about six years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, six or seven years old. Okay. Seven years old was So Kate, you've Kenny. still got two, like, you know, pre young like young boys. Yeah. yeah under the age of boys. 12. Yeah. And so you're managing, you know, you've balancing motherhood and that's being right an entrepreneur. and mainly their mom is there after school all the time yeah. and they're always there so these were the number one challenges you yeah. know uh you know having kids by themselves at home not by themselves like always someone is yeah. there uh but still like you know the mother is not around yeah. you're not there 24 really, which not, in our communities like growing exactly. up i mean when i was growing up it's like with my mother and all of her mother's friends, which mm -hmm. is very common in the yeah, ethnic communities. Yeah. They were all stay-at-home moms. Exactly. Like I yeah. don't, rec there were a few moms who were working, but they yeah. weren't the norm, right? Yeah. They were the exception. Mm -hmm. So you're now working and you're part of that generation where like, this is not the norm. This is the exception, this is, right? Exactly. So, you know, sometimes my mom will come uh, or their, my uh, Tony's mom, my mother-in-law was, they yeah. were here as well. So they're taking care. So, so these the are the support. challenges. Yeah. Have someone always uh, there. Uh, so these are the challenges, suffer, you know, yeah. um, financial was covered, okay, second mortgage, now family, little kids and all that kind of stuff. Those challenges were there. Uh, so these are the main thing. Yeah. I think these were the two challenges. Other than that, running business and, and all that. And how did you get there. through? So like, I mean, with the financial, is it that you just, you know, like you just pray to God that it's all going to work out? Like as you're going through these, th so if you're saying the two biggest challenges mm -hmm. were balancing motherhood and, you know, running a business coupled with the financial stress, mm -hmm. you know, is it just one of those things where, you know, you just kind of like, you know, pray for the best and move forward? And like, how did you manage those challenges early on? You have to, you yeah. like, you know, once you start something, if you're 
if your passion or if your trust is not there, yeah. uh, you have to give yourself 100%. You know, uh, it's it's like a child. Yeah. You know, I have given a birth to a child, right? If I'm not going to take care of that, not going to be, you know, nourish yeah. it or everything, I wouldn't be able to see that child be, you know, have a full kind of life. Yeah. Same sort of businesses. Uh, I have given 100% to my business. You said to me, you said something that actually stuck with me. You said, you know, I always treated my business as my third child. It is. So it, it wasn't like I've got, you know, I'm a mom and I've got my business. You said... I, I treated it like I had three children, my two children at home and my and I just thought I've never had it. I've never heard anyone describe it that way. But really, it is it it's is. an entity of itself. And you're like, it I is. felt like I had three children and I had to treat them each. You know, they exactly. all needed my time and attention. Yeah. And business is something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, if you this is what I would give advice to anyone who's opening up a business or something. Yeah. First of all, like, you know, when I, I do trainings as well. So yeah. sometimes when we training, some people wanted to open up their own business and everything. And they say, can you tell me when I'll be able to get a profit? I said, that, that you don't even think about a year to two yeah. year. Okay. Right? Uh, if you, because first your first year is suddenly you paying the bills yeah. and you settling and everything. And if other thing is how much time you can give. Yeah. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm financially good. Even if you're financially good, you open up a business. But if you presently not there, it's not going to work. Mm. You have to give your business 100%. Like if I hire a nanny, but if I'm not giving 100% to my child, my child not going to get what I want it to be. Yeah. Right? So we have to be there for our business as well. Yeah. You know, um, that's, 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 the, that's the thing, right? Can you share this? Because you shared a story with me and I know, and, you know, and it's probably a story that happens, you know, most of the female entrepreneurs I know, they can share the story too. You shared it openly where it's just like you were giving your business that one, you know, treating it like a third child, mm-hmm. giving it, you know, 100%. And then all of a sudden, Kenny, start you start to see, you know... Um, not issues, but like just, you know, Kenny's changing. Changing, And then yes. maybe just share the story of like, you know, he went and what he said to the, like, share that story. I won't, uh, I don't want to give that story yeah, away, so but Kenny, just you're giving yeah. 100% to your business. And then all of a sudden you're starting to see changes in Kenny. So Kenny was the, kind of like my younger child, yeah. right? So you know how they are kind of always close to mom and yeah. always being there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, my shadow, like going at yeah. where I'm going is following me. So when I started the business, um, he was okay for a while. And then suddenly, you know, the teacher, uh, the teacher called me actually first in school and say, okay, this is where we're having a problems with Kenny. He's not paying attention to the class. He's not doing his homework, right? All that kind of stuff. So, and I said, oh, is it? So then my husband, I asked my husband, you know, maybe take, you know, I'll talk to him and stuff. So I talked, he said, no, I'm fine, mama, I'm fine. So suddenly one day he got a little bit sick and, uh, my husband took him to our family doctor and family doctor known Kenny. Kenny used to be known as like mischievous kid, like, you know, happy, no problems, you yeah. know, very, very happy child. And he sat down with the doctor and uh, Dr. Kenny asked, uh, Kenny, what's wrong with you? Like, are you OK? Is uh, is anyone, you know, bugging you in school or anything? Yeah. Right. So suddenly, you know, behavior changing and all that. He said, Dr. Kenny, my mom not spending time with me. Mm. So my mom's all day. She's not coming home early. I'm all alone. I miss her. And he's saying this to his doctor. This is yeah. He's oh, saying wow. to the doctor. 
right? Yeah. When I asked, he didn't say anything to me. So you sensed something was off. Yeah. You ask, doesn't say anything, but then exactly. goes and basically tells his family doctor, like, yeah, because, you know, my mom's not spending enough time with yeah, me. Yeah, because I asked teacher too, is there any problems happening yeah. in class? You know, is there any kid bugging or anything yeah. you know sometimes little kids does have a school yeah. class problems anything and she said no like you know he doesn't coming to me no kid is complaining anything so i said okay you know have to be something right so then my family doctor called me and he said okay pammy uh this is what the problem is you need to do something now before you know because you know it's just yeah. starting now. and how old is kenny at this time kenny because i just opened the business yeah, that so. time he was seven okay. right so i think about four or five months passed okay. and i was doing long hours I'm, so you're I was seven working. years old you're, you're giving the business a hundred percent you're doing exactly. long hours so you, yeah. your doctor tells you this and the yeah. first thing that like as a mom oh my i just had that heart pain right mm. you know you feel that like oh my gosh right i think i'm just not giving enough time yeah. to my son. So then I sat down with Tony and I said, okay, Tony, my husband. Yeah. Uh, I said, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to close, start closing early. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll open up at nine. I will drop them off school and I go straight there. And I'll be there work till five or six max. Yeah. And until then, you're going to stay with him. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe put him some activity or something so they can done the activity. And by the time I can come home. Yeah. So this is start redoing it. Uh, I used to work seven days at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Which so is what most, like exactly, like you said, when you open up the first year to two years, yep. you're in that business, right? So you weren't showing up any differently than, you know, any other woman who would have exactly. opened up. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and even, yes, I know business, you know, everyone want after work, everyone want a weekends, yeah. everyone want a Sundays and Saturdays, right? So I said, you know what? Okay, I'll do Saturday. Saturday, I usually take them with me. Yeah. Both of them, they will do their homework or everything. Or my husband will drop them off about, you know, they sleep in a little late, right? Saturdays. And after they've done their breakfast, they'll come and stay up. I'll have them in a uh, office. They're doing homework. Yeah. So they're there and uh, kind of spending that Saturday in clinic with me. Yeah. But Sunday, I totally shut down. Yeah. I say, okay, I'm not going to work Sunday. And, uh, that that's how I kind of plan with it. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to bring that up, Pam, you shared that with me. And mm-hmm. thank you for sharing oh, that. No is problem. Number one, we are, like the mom guilt is real, right? Any working woman, whether, you know, she's working for a company or has her own business. Every woman I know who mm-hmm. is a working mom, there's that mom guilt, right? And yep. your biggest fear is for the, like, the biggest fear is that your work is going to affect the children, children, right? Yeah. So in your case, Kenny shares this with you and, and you're still within the early years of your business and you adjust, right? You're like, okay, you know, my family, as much as I love this business, mm-hmm. my family needs to come first. We've got to yeah. like readjust. Mm-hmm. But the part of that story that I really liked when you shared that is because I think a lot of, and I don't even think this is a female thing. I think entrepreneurs in general, like there's this belief that for me to grow the business, I have to be there 24-7. I have to be in it. That's right. And so in a way, this happens. You realize, okay, I can't be in the business 24-7, you know, even though the business demands that of me, if mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, it might come at the cost of like, you know, yeah. impacting the children. And so when you made the decision to readjust and you did readjust and your business continued to grow. And I think it's important for women specifically to hear that and know that because you don't have to be in your business 24-7 to grow, right? So you launch the business, you get that past that two-year mark, which is, you know, most businesses will fail in the first two years. So 
talk let's talk about the so you get past that two-year mark Mm -hmm. you're no longer in survival mode that's right and not only are you past the two years but over the course of five years so i think from what you told me from 2002 to 2007 Mm -hmm. you grow to three locations that's right you start you know you move into a franchising model so now you're in three you know you had started off i believe in south we started at the south side and then you had a location in the north North. and then west end and then you adopted a franchise model and franchised out both the south and the north location and continued to run the west end and i like that part of that's why i asked you to share about the kenny part because i'm Mm -hmm. just like you know in that five years you get past the first two years you're no longer in survival mode now you're in growth mode mode. you're growing to two three locations you're now adopting a franchise model Mm -hmm. and you're not having to be in the business 24 7 i think it's important for women and just entrepreneurs in general to know you don't have to be in your business 24 7 yeah and still but talk to us about the growth because you did you you know the first five years you start to have that success um you know you're still at a point where women running business is in our community not that common mm-hmm. um and you're running a business now and you're starting to have some success in terms of growth and number of locations talk yeah so you know share more about that when i was telling you on the phone so from from uh two, had about two years the south side location and i think in 2004 or 2003 towards the when two years hit yeah. or year hit we open up a uh, north side location and from north we ran about a year there and then we opened up a third location was at the west head yeah. and that's an investment mall inside there um so from there uh when we had three locations there and then that same time now i can't run three locations yeah. so um tony my husband met someone and came up with this idea as a franchising yeah. so what we did we sold our uh, south side and the north side into franchising yeah. And then we start growing more um uh, our West End location. Yeah. So over there we added more services yeah. into that and then we uh partnership with the one of the dermatology there. Yeah. Uh so uh, one one of the dermatologists. Yeah. Uh so we opened up an acne clinic there. Mm. Um so uh what we did afterwards uh you know because the clinic was uh really kind of uh, um we had the doctors hired there and everything, and we bought over a acne clinic for the dermat- from the dermatologist. Yeah. Uh, so had it under us now. So acne clinic and laser shear are the both run like we are the business yeah. um, under people, the laser shear under umbrella. the laser shear umbrella. Yeah. So it's it's the same business, but that is more kind of a clinic side yeah. and laser shear is more a cosmetic side okay after adding that that we that we did in 2007 and then 2008 we started as a training center as well mm. so where we train into lasers we train into botox and fillers so we have a doctor's training nurses uh anyone who wants to get a train into lasers and all that kind of stuff so we do in lasers we do basic training and advanced training yeah. so we have people come we train them as well so now you're not certified. just offering the service you're training people so for other people who want to open up laser exactly. clinics you're now training people to offer up a similar service that's right so there's so much i want to ask you Pat. No <laughs> these five <laughs> years and, and this is then for yeah. me I, and I, I mentioned this in my previous interview with kenny like i i love entrepreneurs yeah. i have mm-hmm. such a deep admiration for yeah. their journey for mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial journey yeah so in that first five years and so and i do want to take a moment to acknowledge something Patty, no, because no you um Number one, you know, we hear the stats about women in business, right? Mm-hmm. So more and more women are getting 
you know, more and more women are becoming entrepreneurs, more and more women are getting into business. And one of the things that isn't talked about, though, is there's a lot of women who are running businesses, but those businesses aren't successful, right? Like financially speaking, Mm -hmm. Um, those business. So they're either, you know, they're making enough for the for that woman in the family to get by, but they're not like living comfortably off Mm -hmm. of this business. Um, They're not growing past, you know, one location. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of women who are in the franchising game. So You've now, you know, first six years from 2002 to 2008, you know, you've you've launched this business. You're now having success. You're in that, you know, you're in the company of a few, mm-hmm. not a lot of women who are doing what you're doing. So there's like three different questions I want to ask That's here. Trouble. Number one, what do you think has allowed you to be successful? Because there are other women who have opened up businesses who haven't had the growth that you have, who haven't been able to expand the way that you have. Number one, so I'm twofold. What has allowed you, you know, what do you think allowed you in those first six years to grow the way that you did it and expand and, you know, what set you apart? And then also talk about, like, what were some of the mistakes that you made in those first, because you could have success and still be making oh, mistakes, yeah, yeah, of course. Right? So always, let's yeah. start with the first. Like, what do you think allowed you to have the success that you had and to, like, grow and expand in the way that you did? So number when. My habit is like, uh, you know, success was all based on trust. Okay. You know, uh, the services we do here, like, you know, laser clinics and all that kind of stuff, that business, uh, if you wanted to make money, yes, you can make lots of money, right? Uh, That's no problem, right? But at the same time, my uh, kind of thing was like, if, if I cannot give a result to someone coming to my clinic wants to spend money uh, on for the treatment yeah. and if I cannot give a result to, for that I would not do the treatment mm. so I can, so if you didn't think that you could guarantee results you wouldn't you just exactly, say, wouldn't you yeah know, first really? of all there's no guaranteed results yeah yeah you know any any anyone say oh can you give me guarantee for yeah. something if I hear the word if there's someone comes with a very high expectations I could not deliver the expectations yeah I would not do the treatment okay so this was our motto. If we can deliver the results, we won't. We will do not it. do. Whereas most it. people just do the treatment exactly. to get the money, right? Get the money. So you're like, no, like even no. though it's going to take us a little bit longer, we're going to build up that trust. Exactly. And then once once the trust is there, that in and of itself will attract. Okay. Yep. That, that that was the number one, and that's how. Like you know, if and other thing, if I can't do it, I would not force my employee to do it as yeah. well. You know, if I say, okay, some person say, oh, you know what, um. I, I if I, I told someone I'm I'm not going to do this, I'm not gonna forcing anyone else to do that. Yeah. Or say the same thing to them, okay, if we cannot if I'm not here, we cannot deliver the result, you guys not going to do the treatment because mm-hmm. we gonna you know, it's it's your repetition. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, especially now before it used to be okay you know word of mouth or anything yeah. like that now if any mistakes you're doing it it goes on to the social, social media. media right <laughs> you're getting tons reviews, and thousands so and like, all that yeah. and i know there's like a it's a good way too and it's a bad too yeah. sometimes you get the bad ones even you don't even know anything anyone yeah. is mad at you and they just kind of write something right so it's it's a both ways so the success i would say it it was based on building trust build the trust and aside from so what else like you know building the trust and hard work yeah you know hard work was there right a dedication yeah right full dedication and if you're not passionate about it yeah you know i think your passion your there has to be a passion mm. 
if you know passion about it something like if you consider oh you know what this is for to make money money yeah you know if yeah. you think that way you're never going to grow and you're never going to have a success yeah you know we 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 doing a job and they say this is my job this is my bread and butter i have to go for it even i'm not enjoying it and, and stuff like that if you cannot enjoy what you do you yeah. can't have a success yeah so this is number one thing I so you've I always still, enjoyed it from I the, always from enjoyed the very it. beginning. I, every yeah. day I learned something from my thing. Okay. Every single day, even for so many years and all that, I think I learn every day something new there. And wow. you meet and different still people learning now, and still learning now. Like, yeah, it's awesome. still learning. And you meet new people, you talk yeah. to them and I think it become a very good connection with your clients and very good connection with the people as well okay. you know uh same thing with the employees you know um we we are all like a family you yeah. know i have my employees which working with uh laser shear um been long since we had opened it i yeah. have them i had a few who moved away because just moving out of the uh city and stuff like yeah. that other than that our staff is very old yeah. you know so they've uh, been with you from the with the sense yeah. like a, you did you know, say that i've always made always a, made yeah similar to how sort of like you treated the business like a third child you said i always treated my employees like family my second yeah. yeah like you second know, set of family yeah second you set said of that. family yeah. you know this is my one family at home and yeah, as i'm in it that's, that's my second family so then my sort of second part of the question what were the mistakes so in those first six years as you're growing what were some of the mistakes that you made or like if you could do it all over again what would you have you know what were the mistakes that you made and more importantly what lesson you know if you are going to share one or two mistakes what was the lesson that you learned from that mistake uh i easily trust people Very easily, I trust people. I'm very, okay. I get emotionally attached with people and okay. I trust a lot. And I think that that's given me a lesson. You so know? what did that look like? Just, you know, trusting people that, you know, trusting employees that maybe trusted, like giving them trusting employees that you maybe shouldn't have trusted? Or what does that look like? I wouldn't say that. Okay. You would or wouldn't? Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just like, you know, sometimes... I think we have yeah. to have a draw line. Yeah. You know, uh, some uh, there there has to be good to draw a line. Yeah. Uh, which I always find okay, you know, don't worry about it. That's okay, you know. Uh whatever said it's been said, don't yeah. write down on a piece of paper and all mm. that kind of stuff. These are the kind of things yeah. I learn over time. I trust very easily people. Okay. So I think that that's number one thing I learned, yeah. right? Uh you have to I think stand up. Yeah. And uh, draw a line. Uh, that's that's I think that's has to be in a business should be there rather okay. than regretting it after yeah yeah uh, that sort of thing um, yeah I think that those are the things okay. that will change and I am changing to that yeah. you know uh, really there any, was that firm. the main mistake is maybe just over trusting exactly um, were there other mistakes where it's like okay I maybe shouldn't have or if once again if you could do it differently what would you know what again would, I said if I would do it differently yeah. I would have write, write down on a piece of paper so and just holding you people, know, hold yeah, paper and everything accountable so that kind of stuff okay yeah, yeah and so what do you think aside from mistakes like what do you think is the big like one of and it doesn't have to be the biggest but like what are What what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned in business and in your entrepreneurial journey? You know what as 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 an entrepreneur or as a woman, yeah. you know, woman is main thing especially in our yeah. you know community, right? Um no matter what we are doing or how successful we are yeah. or anything, we still not to be kind of uh, go and express ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
like yeah. uh, the way in Caucasian and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? That that that's that's a huge thing with yeah. uh, within us. Uh, if we wanted to do something or if we wanted to say something, as we mentioned the other day, you say, yeah. uh, you know, how many hesitate, events they yeah. do and all that kind of stuff. We hesitate from that. Yeah, you know, we would say, oh, if I do this, people gonna think I show off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sharing the successes. Exactly. Yeah, Sharing yeah. the successes, or you 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 sitting down somewhere and you talking about it and then so she bragging about it yeah. or you know she's showing off about it so these are the things i think our communities are still working on it yeah. uh, yes for our generation but the generations coming uh they're changing yeah you know they're changing a lot other thing is a lot of help you yeah. know uh i think uh i don't know like now the things being changed as well uh now the the generations coming now they know we have to share the responsi- yeah, responsibility so asking for help husbands from your spouse, or some yeah. spouses and stuff like that because you grew up like we talked about this exactly. you grew up your generation which is very similar to my mother's generation yep. where the women that i knew who were working they basically had two full-time jobs you were out there you were working and then you came home and you were expected you know to be a full-time mom it was exactly. like the husbands were like hey if you want to work great but it's like it wasn't like you were coming home and it was 50-50 at home no, these women no. made the decision to work but also made the decision that they're going to have two full-time jobs they're still coming home to a hundred percent of the responsibilities at home exactly whereas now what you're finding with you know the younger generation fast forward to like the children of immigrants yeah where no it's like she you know there is that shared responsibility at home right you know if you had come home early than your girlfriend or your wife or something you already prepping some dinner or you're already doing some things and all that kind of stuff our generation is okay you've done eight hours at at work yeah. and down the other eight, hours, home at eight home. hours at home yeah. if you have a day off that day off is not like you're yeah. gonna sit relax you're gonna go out or something like that yeah. no you're still working and the interesting thing Pammy, is like in that I, you know it's funny me and my mom will talk about mm-hmm. this and that's why a lot of you yeah. know i say mom like that's why a lot of the women of your generation didn't work it wasn't yeah. because they didn't have aspirations to work but they just didn't want to full time they're like being a mom is hard enough like and i'm responsible for a hundred percent of you know the home and the children and what not like I don't need two full-time jobs so exactly, it's yeah. funny because my mom she actually started working later in life mm-hmm. like she my running joke is most people retire at 55 my mom Moms started start working, working at 55 exactly, yeah. but she said like it's not that I never had the desire to work she, yeah. always, she my mom always had that desire in her mm-hmm. but you know she's like I you know with your father like it he wasn't someone that I could share the responsibilities with yeah. and I just you know for me it was like I started working when my children were out of the you know house, house and, and then, yeah. I didn't have you know then it, it, I'm not it's not two full-time jobs exactly. right yeah. so yeah. one of the things that you talked about is when you started working and as you started building your business learning to ask for support from your husband or just saying okay you know if we're gonna grow this and grow this together I need you to be and you said at first you know like similar to all of the men in the community like maybe he didn't naturally offer up the support but you needed to have that conversation and say okay we need to figure out what's the like talk more about that yeah so it is it is it it is tough you know like you know how now now the kids are very open or something like that our time was kind of different asking like okay if I'm gonna ask what I'm the answer I'm gonna get and all that kind of stuff so slowly you know 
yes, it takes time. Yeah. You know, it had taken him time. But, you know, they acknowledge and all that kind of stuff. Okay, if someone is doing this, uh, we have to do this, we have to do that and all that kind of stuff. So it did, it did yeah. take a time, but it worked out slowly. But you, it, it took time, but you were willing to have the... I think the biggest thing is like for me when we were talking about that is you were willing to have that conversation to say, mm-hmm. okay, look, like yep. if we're going to make this work and particularly if we're going to grow and expand, mm-hmm. you know, not only are we going to be partners you know in the business we need to be partners at home home as well and yeah. okay maybe it's not going to start off looking like 50 yeah. 50 but like what can this look like and it grew to that yeah right no we're, we're uh, at the beginning you know when kids were young and stuff and he has taken up all yeah. the responsibility to you know pick them up and yeah. that's a huge thing we always had dropped them off at school and picked them up from school we never even at up to high school yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the kids start driving when they started going to university and stuff yeah. like that but up to high school it was yeah. us dropping them off Picking, picking them, up. them up and I always make sure Tony you want to make sure when before the school like don't be late they're not be yeah. waiting or anything <laughs> like that so you have to be yeah. there you kind of have before. to tell them more than once exactly but just, yeah. you know and crudely, like just like I said the willingness to have that yeah. conversation I'm sure yeah. it wasn't easy and one of the things that you said is it maybe like that I like that stuck with me was okay you know when we first started yeah maybe it wasn't 50-50 like we started somewhere and then it grew to that grew. right yeah. Yeah. and as he was doing more and more it grew exactly um, one of the other things I want to talk about sort of you know there was so much that came out of our conversation is it's funny because there are things that have changed from generation to generation and yet at the same time Pammy there's things that haven't that's right and one of the things that I talked about was with you shared Mm -hmm. with you was that it now you do you know whether I'm like I said I'm Lebanese you're Indian Mm -hmm. in both of our communities I mean in my, from my mom's generation, maybe one out of 10 women worked. Mm-hmm. Now, my generation, a minimum of five, if not, you know, five or more. But what's interesting, so that's changed. You have more women working. You have mm-hmm. more women uh, opening up businesses. What hasn't changed, though, Pammy, or hasn't changed to the extent that it should, is, you know, sort of like when women are choosing to work and sort of the judgment, right? Where yep. especially if you're working, you like what you do, you know, you're devoting a good amount of hours to it and you're successful. Like I have a lot of, I'm not a mother yet, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully one of these days, God will bless me in that (laughs) department. But I have a lot of friends who are. Mm -hmm. And what I've started to notice is as they've gotten successful, like they're starting, you know, you know, they're putting, and and they're still great mothers, similar to you, where Mm -hmm. it's like they're in the business and when they're not in the business, 100% of their time and attention is devoted to the home. Mm -hmm. But as they've started to put more and more time in the business and they're getting more and more successful, more and more back, you know, people are starting to make more and more comments, like Mm -hmm. whether it's extended family, whether it's friends, where it's like they're starting to hear those comments that sound like judgments, like, oh, wow, like you're working a lot. Like, who's raising the children? Exactly. Right. And so that just blows my mind because I'm like, we still have that, like how talk, share with me. Like, how did, because you you experienced that too, right? Like, you know, you hear those comments, people will say it. Sometimes they say it like disguised nicely. Sometimes they're not nice. It's exactly. very blunt. How did you, how did you manage that? And how did you deal with that? And what I would think- you, adv- advice would you give to women who are working and particularly women who are business owners who are dealing with that now. I think it comes to when it comes to judgment or, yeah. or something or someone is judgmenting you or something like yeah. that. I would say um, if if your kids are doing fine, yeah. you're, it's taking care of the family or everything, you know, if it's some, someone outsider or like other, yeah. other relative or whatever who are saying it, number maybe they're jealous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because at home, everything is going well. Yeah. No one from home saying that. 
right? Yeah. Uh, it's the outside people are saying, if yeah. everything is going well, I think it should not be get upset about it, right? Yeah. Uh, no matter what you can do. Because you said to me, you're like, if it came from home, like yeah. when Kenny said it, said it exactly. to the doctor, it made you pay. But you're like, yeah. when when you kind of readjusted and then yeah. all of a sudden, as you started to have more and more success, you're like, Susan, it wasn't coming from my inner circle. No. It was all like extended, extended. and friends. Friends or yeah. community or somebody. Or just even like perception. perception. Exactly. Because right? I remember yeah. I was sitting with someone once and and it was a female in my community where yeah. she's like, look, Susan, let's call a spade a spade. She's like, something's got to give. If you're working, there's, it's almost making that, you know, implying that there's no way you can have a successful, successful business with, yeah. and successful family. She yeah. just kind of like, she sat back and crossed her arms and she's like, there, you know, she didn't say those words, but through her words, that's what she was applying. She's like, something's always got to give. If she's having that much success in her business, what is her, f-? and I took offense to that because I'm like, why why do we hold that belief that it has to be either or that no you can't like what a woman can't have a successful business and then raise like a good family that why do we hold that belief that something actually has to give? i think i think that's totally that's totally totally not right yeah. um i'm not uh, i'm not bragging about yeah. it or i'm not saying like and uh, in you some know, cases and that, i'm like I i'm a hundred percent like I have such a beautiful two kids. You do. Like, you know, they're successful. Yeah. You know, I think what it is, if if at the beginning you are sitting down with your with your children or something, um, your one parent has to be very close to the, uh, yeah. uh, your like your own children. Yeah. Uh, if you know your children's and as we mentioned before, outside people gonna say something. Yeah. Uh, as I say, I'll and so did you, let, did you just let it roll off? I let your it back? roll off. I yeah, that's what I wanted to like. like did you, you actually? Know, what is, did did, did you give it any? Like, or did you just kind of like? I just it's like not, you know, that's fine. Okay. That's okay. I'm not gonna because you know, if I'm I'm thinking if. If it's everything going okay yeah, according it's not to coming me, from, like, I'm, I'm my looking kids, at my kids. My husband, everything is right. My, my husband is right. Everything at home is okay. I'm not ignoring anything. I'm not like a you know, yeah. um, not anything is not under my you know uh, anything which I don't know or anything. Yeah. Um, then you know it's all good. But if okay, if something is wrong, as I talk yeah. about Kenny, uh, you know, I took steps right away yeah. about it. Um, but I think other things is people going to judgment you no matter what you're going to do, especially when you're successful or anything, I think is the nature of communities. Um, I would say people don't easily get happy of someone's success. That is, Uh, yeah. (laughs) That Uh, is true. So they always going to make some things and stuff like that. I think, uh, we have to be happy for other people. Yeah. It should be. Um, and, uh. If if everything goes well for you, and I think follow that, yeah. um, let people judge whatever they're judging. Just uh, I would say ignore it, just do and you. move on. Yeah. Well, it's funny because one of the things, and here's one of the, here's what I do want to say is there are like you know there are people and not just women women and men where it's like they give everything to their business at the cost of their family life so I don't want to pretend that there aren't situations like that that exist right um but it's this belief that okay like there are people like that and then there are people who can manage both but Mm -hmm. it's this notion of uh, like it has to be either or Mm -hmm. it can't be and like you cannot have success in your business or success in your career and success at home it's like no you can you can you just have to figure out how it works for you right exactly and you need to have like the one thing that you said to me over and over again in our conversation is you need to have a support system like yeah the woman doing it all on her own who doesn't have the support system maybe something's going to give in that situation um so i always say like it's not like you know i i 
sometimes I understand where that perception comes from because there are people, but not women, women and men, where mm-hmm. the, I've been privy to a lot of men where it's like they give everything to their business, ignore the family, they get divorced. They get yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah. So it's not like they're, you know, I understand where sometimes that could come from, yeah. but it doesn't mean that that's going to be the case for everyone, right? Exactly. And just figuring out how it works for you. But I want to sort of uh, piggyback on something that you said earlier because this was a conversation that we also had that really just um it lit me up in a good way like it just mm-hmm. fired me up in a yeah. good way where you know using you and, and i i know you're just even you know the few times we've connected i know you're a modest person so i'm gonna say <laughs> okay, it for that's you that's okay that's <laughs> you know, all like, right yeah. i look at you and i say okay you know here's this one you know in six like you've had the business for 18 years you've mm-hmm. had you know you have had success in business you know mm-hmm. you've financial success you've had growth you've expanded everything and yet even with all of and you've been nominated for an award by alberta women entrepreneurs that's right yep And even for all of the success that you've had, you know, you said to me, you're like, Susan, like, I hesitate to share my success. And I said, Pammy, why? And I kind of knew why, because I've heard (laughs) it from other friends where when women are like, when men are successful, they go out there and they share their success. And when they share their success, everyone's like, wow, Wow. look in our community specifically, like, look at and and as they should, as they should, they go out there, they share their successes and everyone's like, look at that. Yeah. Like kudos to you the right? cheering and they exactly yeah, and as yeah. they should and yet when women are successful more often than not i'm not gonna like yeah. you know make this an absolute statement more often than not i see this with my friends you've you know you've shared this yeah. i've at times in my life i felt this way we don't share our success out of fear that we hesitate to share our success out exactly. of the fear that people were, are going to perceive us as showing off that's right talk a little bit about that like let's Remember Let's get into the other, that. Yeah. yeah the other like, day we were talking about all, Nobody talks about that, exactly. right? Like where it's like, why don't we celebrate women? Like when a woman goes out there and even just shares her six, like I have another friend where she's just rocking and rolling in her business path. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and she, similar to you, she has worked hard. This yeah. wasn't, you know, this isn't someone where it's like she just hit the ground running and all of a sudden all success. Of a sudden, yeah. mm-hmm. Like she has worked her butt off. And she, yeah. I would probably say, of all of the women that I know, w- probably the best hustler. Like this, mm-hmm. she will. Hu- she has hustled for everything that she has, mm-hmm. and she's at a point in her life now where she is. That's you know, she's in the yeah. flow. She's getting all of these accolades. You know, she's having success. Having success. Yeah. And every time she shares that, rather than people applauding, mm-hmm. it's like you know, talking. Yeah. yeah, she's like Susan. She's like, I'll share some. She said to me, she's like, I'll share something on social media. She'll get, she says to me, like, some of my posts, I'll share a success on social media. She's like, I'll get close, like, hundreds and hundreds of likes. Yeah. And she's like, I'll look at those likes. And she's like, do you think, she's like, the percentage of likes that comes from friends or close is very little. Very little. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why don't we, like, number one, why are we so hesitant to share? And then when we do share, why don't why we, cel- we do? why aren't we celebrating each other? I think it's, it's as, as I mentioned, I don't know if it's a jealous or is like, again, community you will get that and that won't happen and i don't know if that happens yeah. in uh, outside the communities or not um it's just on to be the color communities or anything yeah. like that 
you know um it, it yeah because we talked common. about exactly. how it's more common in with women of color yeah versus like with a lot of the caucasian women that i exactly. know so when i'm yeah. you know in my business yeah. a lot of i work with a lot of caucasian yeah. women they have no issues yep. you know sharing their successes and more often than not when they do it works to their advantage so when they're sharing their successes you know it lends itself to them getting more financing yeah. getting more recognition they get tremendous likes and engagement yeah. on social media so i do see that problem being more of a problem within the ethnic communities and amongst women of color it is it is so how do you like even how do we you know work through that i wish all the women should come out you know especially all entrepreneurs you know should gather and stuff like that and talk about it because I, i find entrepreneur suppose i'm entrepreneur another entrepreneur gonna be jealous yeah you know, other person can be jealous from you too. Like they will say, oh, she's bragging about it. Oh, she talking about it and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you a story. When I got uh, nominated for Woman on, that, uh, yeah. Alberta Woman Alberta Entrepreneur. Women Entrepreneurs. And um, congratulations, so, yo, by the way, on so that nomination. I want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Congratulations <laughs> no, that's, that's on no that problem. nomination. Uh, thank you. Uh, so that time, you know what? Um, no one came and say congratulations to me at all, yeah. uh, except my work people. And I didn't talk about it a lot, too. Yeah. You know, people will put it onto the social media. So you didn't talk about it. Why? Because that just same the thing, that, the hesitation, just the hesitation of people are going to think I'm bragging or showing exactly. off versus sharing. Oh, yeah. Okay. The people are going to say, oh, you know, it's just an, a nomination, yeah. blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So again, it came as a hesitation. I, I, I normally just out of the hesitation, don't put too much on my yeah. social media media but on my personal or any business business strictly business uh sometimes kids will say oh mom you should go on and uh, talk about the treatments and talk about this and that and they say you know what i don't feel like it people talk about it people say oh you know what they're bragging about it she's just uh, showing off or uh, you know all that kind of stuff so that's the hesitant hesitancy there like okay i i I don't want it to do that but is there a question for you pammy so you can't control the other the way that so I've had this discussion with friends. Mm-hmm. You can't control the way people show up, oh, right? No, so if no. you share yeah. and people don't like or don't engage yeah. or don't celebrate or, you know, jealous, whatever, that you can't control. Mm-hmm. But what you can control, so this is the conversation that I've had with yeah. the women in my circles, is mm-hmm. the decision to share. Because yeah. what I, I always encourage, I tell women, that shouldn't stop you from sharing, Yeah. right? So number one, that hesitation exists across the board. It's mm-hmm. not just you. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've been in that position before. Even the other day, my, recently, my sister was like, my brother-in-law, you know, he's an aerospace engineer, yeah. got a really prestigious award through his um, academic institute. Oh, wow, that's great. And I'm like, oh, is Zach going to share? She's like, no, Zach's just not of that. You know, he, he's very like, he's more yeah. introverted. He won't share. I'm like, well, yeah. are you going to share on his behalf? Yeah. And she's like, should I, you know, same, that hesitation exists across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. And I'm like, Z, like your husband, and especially in our communities, like people need to see that. See that. There yeah. are men like him who are achieving like really exactly. great that things. Good like, rec- so you know. your intention, like this is what I said to her. I go, I think it goes back to intention. Like mm-hmm. if your intention is not to brag or not to show off, but really it's like, let me show you what's possible. Mm-hmm. Then what, like I go, we need, when we hesitate, we need to move through that hesitation. So where I was going with this is for you, like, do you feel, you know, you're, you still hesitate to share, but do you think you're able, like, 
Is there a willingness to move past that hesitation? Or like, do you just, that's I, I, not I your... I say like hesitate. It's not like it's stopping me to do yeah. anything. You know, but there is been, that, so like, you do share, a, but there is that hesitation. Hesitation, yeah. yeah. I, I that do fear. share, but that's yeah. fear. Or like, I wouldn't say fear. I don't, I, I don't or have not, a fear yeah, from, that's uh, not the right word. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not fear from anyone. Yeah. You know, I don't have that fear. It's just the hesitation yeah. or just like, okay, you know, having your face out and stuff like yeah. that. And you're just like, okay, whatever. It's just that. Yeah. Um, um, I, and I, I pass that, I would say it's just, uh, you know, it's just this, those sharing things, yeah. like my personal things I don't share, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, other than that, you know, I'm running business very good. I'm meeting a yeah. lot of people, um, which is not, um, I communicate with them. I yeah. talk to them and everything. And, uh, if, uh, you know, I only don't share too much within my community. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing I said to my friend, so the friend that I was talking about, who's like rocking and rolling and mm -hmm. having success. And I said to her, look, and this is one thing I want, I want you to know. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, like, for every person out, for, you know, for lack of a better word, for every hater, you know, yeah. I'm like, just remember, there's someone like me who's inspired. Like, yeah. I look at her and yeah. especially like we're both Lebanese, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she's rocking and rolling. And I'm like, I look at you and I'm so inspired by you because you're going out there and you're showing me what's possible for myself. So mm -hmm. I'm like, just remember, you know, if you ever hesitate to share, like, there's always going to be people who aren't going to engage and aren't exactly. going to like and yeah. are going to yeah. hate. But at the same time, that's not that's not the majority. For every one person like that, just know that there's another person that you are inspiring. And she's and she said to me, she's like, Thank you so much for sharing that. Like yeah. I needed to hear that. Because there are like I think sometimes we forget that there's a lot of people who do on the flip side, there's a lot of women in your community, Pammy, yeah. whether they tell you or not. Yeah. Where you're a silent influencer, they're looking yeah. at you and they're inspired by what you do. Oh, right? yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, while you were talking, I just say, like, you know, there, yes, there's a there's a loving their people too, and there's yeah. a haters. So yeah, there's yeah. lovers and there's the haters. haters. Yeah. And so there's they both, are. Right? And, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. You, you know, let's talk about the social medias and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes you go into the comment section and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Suddenly you're seeing such a negative comment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And seeing that, we don't just leave everything, right? Yeah. We're continue going, like, you know, going forward, right? So it's the same way. If someone doesn't like it or anything like that, it doesn't stopping you not you to do your forward. work or yeah. you move forward you continue moving forward and you're just brushing off whatever is that like okay you know whatever i it doesn't bug me it didn't hit me or anything yeah. like that so if you move on yeah right so it's it it never stopped me from anything That's you know good. actually I, I kind of these kind of things let me Okay, move on, Pammy. Just yeah. move forward, right? Don't worry about it. So that so is kind of happen. my nature. Just it's just like, a, yeah. yeah, it's it's sometimes a personal life too. You just, I, I never yeah. have kind of a stop me anything. Yeah. You know, I, uh, people say I'm a warrior, so yeah. I always have moved forward, right? Yeah. Um, so and I think this you is have a, to be that, like, yeah. in a way, I mean, that's how you have the success. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I have been privy to people where it's like, that sort of stuff stops them in their track or keeps yep. them small. Whereas mm -hmm. the ones who go on where it's like, you do have to have that thick skin where it's yep. like, look, okay, 
you know, this is part of the game exactly. and I just have to move forward. It doesn't yeah. mean that you don't have feelings and you're not impacted by that, yeah. but it's like, okay, it is what it is and we just move forward. Exactly. You know, it does hurt you. It yeah. does bother you. It does uh, kind of uh, pinch you that time. Yeah. But if you were going to continuously thinking about it, you know what? Oh, this this happened and this happened and it's going to stop me. No. Yeah. I'm just going to move forward. You know yeah. what? That whatever people gonna say, people gonna say. Yeah. Right. Um. Someone not gonna like it. I can't make them to like me. Yeah. Or I'm. I can't make them to be agree with me. Yeah. Right. If if they're thinking, okay, uh, you know, I'm showing off or anything, let it be. Yeah. You know, let it be. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we can only be successful if we gonna keep move forward. Yeah. Right. And then one of the things that I feel, I don't know why, Penny, I feel compelled to share this no, as well, like, right. to add to this is, and I don't want to just even highlight your success alone in business. Yeah. Like, I know, I don't know KB, I know Kenny. Yep. And I always say, like, you know, you can tell a lot about people by mm-hmm. the, by their children. And mm-hmm. I mean, you have rate, like, from the first time that I met Kenny, very well, like, very, you know, very warm, very mm-hmm. gregarious, mm-hmm. very, you know, good head on his shoulders. Like, you have raised a wonderful son. I'm told your son KB is, you know quite the same and so and even when I talked to Kenny like when he said to me when I asked him that question like why should I interview your mom what is it about your mom that you are so you know there's that desire to have her on the podcast Mm -hmm. and he just said like Susan hardest worker I know and there isn't a woman who has inspired me more than her I just thought like that those words that's like to have your son say that about like I, I'm not even a mom and I'm just like oh my god like you know hopefully when I have children like that isn't that really what you want oh, your that, children that's, that's, that's what I want you wanted. know he didn't yeah. say oh my no. and so it's like I want to acknowledge like yeah. your success on both fronts not just in the business but you know you did raise two wonderful boys right? no I'm, I'm very proud I'm so very and proud I'm mother. the one telling like I look at Kenny and I'm like you've, <laughs> Thank I can you. speak for Kenny yeah. I feel you've done a great job on no, that front I'm, I'm, I'm very proud mother they both are really really good boys yeah you know know um this is where that's why i'm saying you know what it's it people say oh you can't have a good business and good family yeah i, I think by you can god like yeah. you know um i'm happy my boys are really good business is good yeah. family is good so you know yeah so tell me now so where are you at so now like fast forward you know you've grown you're doing well life is good 18 years in like talk to me about Pam you know where are you at now and like the next chapter and what does you know what's the next chapter and what what does success look like moving forward I still wanted to go do what I'm doing yeah. you know I would not uh, kind of uh I think uh, this is how far I am. Like, yeah. you know, have a kind of a, wherever I wanted to expand, I I am yeah. expanded. Uh, like business is expanded. So uh, just want to continue work. Yeah. Uh, that's my passion. And uh, I think continuously be growing in a business. Okay. And yeah. what does success look like moving forward? What, you know, what does growth, what does growth look like for you moving forward? Uh, in what way? Just business, uh, business and personal. At the bo- I think uh, as a personal, you never stop growing. Yeah. You know, you always learn something new and you always wanted to grow and grow yeah. and grow. And same as a business, you know, you always wanted to grow a business. Yes, at right now, uh, because of our Alberta economy and stuff yeah. like that, that has a little bit stop a little bit. But I wanted to continue work what I'm doing. Uh, not wanted to change anything. Uh, just continue work and uh, work with the people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then lastly, for all for and specifically women, we're obviously we're two women sitting here, yeah. uh, both, you know, like what 
What advice, you know, for you're now 18 years in, right? Mm-hmm. You're at a different age and stage in your business. For somebody who's just getting started, who's, you know, Pammy 18 years ago, and, mm-hmm. you know, they've got that dream, they're remortgaging their house, they're going after it. What advice do you give to that that person who's just getting started and they're now, they're looking to you and saying, okay, as someone who's walked the footsteps I'm about to walk, what advice do you have for me? I would say, you know what, when we're starting a business, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put myself like, yeah. you know, when I started it and all that kind of stuff and learning back from that 18 years ago, ago or anything like that. Uh, when you're starting a business, think this way again, uh, you know, it needs your 100%. This is going to be at your child. Third child. Yeah. Right. Uh, mine was a third. So if they're starting, that could be their first or second or whatever. Yeah, so treat it like uh, a child. Exactly. So you have to treat your business as a child. Yeah. It's like if you leave your child, your child to someone else and you say, okay, you know, my child going to be fine. If you look, it can be fine for a little while, but it needs you again. Yeah. So you need to be given your, I would not say 100%, your 200% needs your business, uh, your full attention, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so have that dedication, time, you know, a yeah. um, lot of patience, a lot of patience it needs. Are you uh, a naturally patient person? I am very patient person. Okay. I'm very I was, patient I was curious, person. are you naturally patient and did you learn to become I, patient? I actually learned to be a patient, patience as well, but yeah. I'm very patient. But you're patient I'm to begin with and you've learned with. to develop that exactly. patience over and time. And I think I learned that from my, because you've probably seen my both kids are into martial arts. Yeah, and MMA. And actually I was, I, I played judo as well in my school years uh, up to my college actually. Yeah. So I used to play judo. So I was a brown belt judo. Oh, wow. So, you know, I think I have learned a lot from that as well, you know, for discipline and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, as I say, like patience, patience, dedication, and a lot of time. Yeah. And you get to treat it as a work. child. Yeah. Okay. That's my advice to people. To if you, and whatever you're doing, if you don't have a passion for it, if you're just going to be thinking as a money, for the money, money yeah, which you in know our what? communities is exactly. Very- <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we think, oh, you know, that person opened that business and that running so good. I'm going to yeah. open the same business. And this is very common in our communities. Yeah. If one person is open the business and the second person wants to open it, then the second and yeah. the third. Oh, they're and the having success. Exactly. So I should so be it, it able became to. A, it, 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 it become a rat race. You yeah. know, if one person is doing it, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. If someone is a real estate, I'm going to do the real or estate. Or sometimes too, exactly. on the flip side, where it's like the decision to become an entrepreneur is born out of financial needs. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, the, we need a second income. I don't necessarily go out, want, want to go out there and work for work somebody for else. Someone, I'm going to open, open up, a, up business. a business, right? Exactly. So yeah. it's, a, but that's it. I like that you mentioned, yeah. like for you, your passion my is what passion, took you far. As I remember what the very first day is my passion. You yeah. know, I wanted to work into kind of, a, even still now, if I go to doctors, like if I'm at, sitting in a hospital or something like that, and see those white coats and all that, yeah. I just become, oh, I wish I would have gone back to my medicine. Uh, I wish I would have gone to that. But and it's so I, interesting, Pammy, but, in a way, because especially like, do you see, um, because you brought on the, you know, you yep. partnered yep. with a doctor yes, and yeah. the acne clinic. Yep. So in a way, it's like you did end up like medicine ended up being part of your journey, just it's, not in the way that you thought it would exactly. be. Exactly. Like you know what? I'm you a still, quote unquote yeah, doctor. And I'm still around, you know, you're people, around, around you them and I have a clinic yeah. and, you know, still helping with somehow, some way. Yeah. 
into that because medicine is like you know you're always helping someone your profession okay. is helping someone so i always put this way okay you know what whatever i'm doing even you know it's a it's a cosmetic or something like that i'm still making someone happy yeah someone bringing someone's confidence and the face and stuff, yeah. the face yeah, and all that absolutely. right and so body. it's just yeah. exactly so you know i'm still making someone making it different for somebody to look good or be yeah. good or something like that right yeah. so their their confidence is going higher so i'm helping some way some way yeah right? it so, is I, when we were talking yeah. like it's funny she she immigrated and the, the, to start like you know you yeah. the intention was to go and become a doctor and i'm like what all is said and done that ended up being a part of her journey exactly. it just looked different yeah so um i'm curious maybe this sounds like the la- i i have one more question and no, maybe it does sound like the last question so The last question was, what advice would you give to women who are just getting started? Out of curiosity, because I assume you also, you know, you have on, you've seen a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in your own circle. Yep. What's the most common mistake you see women make in business? Do you, is there something where it's like, man, like this is, or maybe it doesn't have to be women. Like what, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make in business? I think we become very emotional sometimes. Okay. right yeah. i think uh, it's a woman nature <laughs> we don't have that sort of uh men kind of nature you yeah. know um uh, that kind of otherwise uh the mistake hmm that is kind of um what would be that or do you think you've just seen mistakes that are specific like is there is there i don't want to make it you know is there one common mistake that you see or do you just find that there's not you know, a common mistake yes definitely yeah. you know there will be some mistakes right yeah. so which we kind of over try to correct it or anything yeah. but there's like i think you learn as you go yeah you know uh something sometimes we're doing something we're making something we're cooking something or something and we make mistake and we correct yeah. it it's same way in the business as we start doing it as we start into the business and yes we do make mistakes yeah. right i'm not gonna say oh no 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 i never make a mistake or anything yeah, like yeah. that yes i have nothing, made mistakes yeah. and i kind of make them overcome with it and correct them Yeah. right so it's i think it, it it's not specifically one mistake or anything like that or i'm not gonna say there's no mistakes it's just yes if you make any mistake try to correct that mistake yeah. don't overlook to that mistake yeah. you know don't do that again so it can be bad right yeah. so you kind of correct it well it's funny because and i i won't i wouldn't say it's a mistake it's funny i do see a pattern so with me with with the female entrepreneurs that I'm privy to mm-hmm. and this sort of is a, a great way to end the segment mm-hmm. just relaying it back to you one of the patterns that I see uh, Pammy and once again specific to our, even more so, I see it across the board but I see it even more so in our communities mm-hmm. is women playing small right it's like they do they, they make the decision to move forward and open the business and they have the desire to grow it but they stay where they are right mm-hmm. and they're playing small and they're afraid to grow they're afraid mm-hmm. to grow because they don't they're afraid what growth could look like they don't know if they have it have what it takes to grow mm-hmm. what cost growth is going to come at and so they stay small mm-hmm. and so why i was very excited to sit down with you today and just sort of you know something i really appreciate about you is the willingness to play bigger mm-hmm. right you didn't mm-hmm. stay small yep. you you moved forward your husband you know you didn't plan on becoming an entrepreneur but once you became an entrepreneur you were committed to it you moved forward you grew it you expanded it you weren't you know you weren't um 
I'm sure you had the same hesitations and fears too, you know, when you were starting, but you made the decision to play big. And that's something I really appreciate about you. Well, and thank you. I hope that's something, you know, that will inspire others moving forward. So uh, if there's anything else you want to share. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say yeah. thank you so much. Oh, it's it was been pleasure. such a pleasure. <laughs> I want to shake Yeah, thank you. It was, it was such, such a pleasure. pleasure. Honestly, yeah, Pammy, no, you just, I was here. so same excited here. to come yeah, into this. No, and here. my, like, Thank you. Thank oh, you for your thank time. Thank you so much. And thank you for your willingness to share and have more of a conversation about your journey. My pleasure. Thank you, Susan. Right. Thank you so much.